they gave it a good shot. But it wasn't enough. Yosef Kosinash, man, you had a game. It's too bad the Sharks didn't get you the victory here. We'll talk about that and more as the Sharks lose this one in Colorado. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, May 1st, 2021. For you in Buffalo, that's May Day, May Day, May Day. For the Sharks, it might be May Day, May Day, May Day, as, as the ship might have sailed of, almost officially on their postseason run. Sharks lose this one 4-3 to three to the Colorado Avalanche. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame show. We do this after every game, home and away. So, if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans and hockey fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Of course, hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. It does go a long way to help us out. SoundCloud, Reddit, and Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. I am Eric Curra, and pleased to be joined. It seems like it's like an annual thing. We, we, we sneak him on here and there, rare time, but Felix Chow, one of our writers, what's happening, bud? Oh, nothing much except, well, I mean, let's face it. We kind of knew going in what this, uh, what, how this game was going to go, but you know what? The Sharks put up a, I'll give them credit for putting up a fight, but of course we'll break all that down in just a skosh. Ooh, look at you dropping off the skosh with, AJ will be so proud of you. Oh man, but yeah, <laughs> this one is uh, the second of back-to-backs in Denver as the Sharks finish up their road schedule uh in denver the re- the last five games are at home um so if you want to go get tickets get them now folks <laughs> uh but breaking this down early on nothing happening with uh you know goals for that matter just that one penalty that bolsters takes for interference uh you know but a sign of the times early on felix i mean they the sharks got outshot 15 to 10 in the period and we're badly dominating the face-off circle in the first and pretty much all night. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the one, one, one of the big things that I actually wanted to talk about, like, um, coming into the post tonight's uh, post game is Colorado is a puck possession team. Like, I mean, and I know Landy and um, Mark talked about um, their roster uh, in, in the previous game. And, you know, you look at the up and down the lineup, the, the McKinnons, the, the Rantanons, and all those guys. And, I mean, they can, obviously, they can skate. They can stick handle, in a, especially McKinnon. They can, he, he's an absolute magician with that. So, I mean, you know, they're a puck possession team. So, you give them the puck, they will make you, they will make you pay, period. Yeah. And, and they hung in there for the most part last night, but all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know they they kept they kept Nathan McKinnon down. He had his streak of uh, consecutive games with a shot on goal, and uh, and you can tell he was hungry for it uh, tonight. But second period comes, and you know Landeskog, if it wasn't mistaken, Landeskog, you know, takes a penalty as he uh, runs into Josef Korsinash, uh early on. Sharks get a power play, and they finally break out of their slump. 0 for 28, thanks to Alexander Barabanov. Uh, we have a super chat already, SG2021. Thank you very much, obviously. All right. You know, Felix, get, getting the super chat love, but I'll throw this, what he's what he or she is asking, what are your thoughts about Alexander Barabanov? Uh, two goals. Uh, he had another helper later in this game, uh, but, uh, you know, looking good. Yeah, no, I've really liked him. Um, I, I, I really think he's stood out for me. Um, you know, he's been, he's to me, he has just great offensive awareness. He knows where to be. He, he knows where he needs to be. And, you know, he can generate, you know, um, he can work for the puck. He can generate offense. And, you know, obviously he can score as we've seen. So, I mean, 
just fantastic player and you know hopefully he's going to be with the team next year but we'll see about that but i really liked his game so far yeah sg thank you very much of course any donation to super chat goes back to help the help the show uh of course we also will take venmo tips as well at teal town usa that's where you get your favorite segment folks you know uh, if you ever, if you want it, that's all I'm saying. At Teal Town USA on the Venmo machine, uh, but that kind of just started the craziness of this of this you know, second period. Here, here's the funny thing: is like the Sharks only had four shots on goal in that second period. One of them went in thanks to Barabanov, you know, with Hurdle and Ek65 getting assists. So hey, Ek, you did something good. Thank you, buddy. Uh, the other thing too, uh, <laughs> well. Yosef Koshinash. Let's let's put it as a good as a good news. All right. <laughs> good <laughs> yeah. news is he he stopped a lot of them. Unfortunately, uh, well, not all of them. You know, it, you'd see you know McKinnon come back, uh, and that was a rough defensive breakdown uh, from Ferraro not having his guy. Uh, sneaky move by. Uh, McKinnon to get open. Also, a sneaky little move to, uh, you know, that it looked like Hurdle was upset about the draw. I don't know if you saw this, Felix, but it looked like McKinnon was already sweeping the puck back even before the puck hit the ice, and that set up the the play to get uh, McKinnon his twentieth of the season to tie this game up at one one. Uh, a tough way to go about there, indeed. Uh, and then Barakovsky uh, with a nice little wrist shot, uh, another one off the off the draw to make it two one after forty minutes. And and considering where you're at, and I know AJ tweeted this before on his account. You know the Sharks gave up thirty six shots uh, last night. They gave up thirty six after two periods. Um, you know you see faceoffs, you see defensive breakdowns, you see a lot of pucks hitting. Goal t- Sharks goaltending, but uh, a, a rough period. But hey, kudos to Koshinash. Like we talked about um, right before we went on air, if and like I said, like if Koshinash isn't standing on his head throughout this game, we could be talking about a completely different game. Like I mean, this could be out of hand before you know, before the first period it was over. You know. Yeah, and, and then. You know, the defensive breakdowns, too. I mean, you're letting guys like McKinnon get open to just tip in and just not working out too well. And, of course, again, we mentioned already face-offs. I mean, looking at the stats tonight, yeah, they the Avalanche won that face-off battle 59-41, but it seemed like a, a lot worse uh, on this night. Yeah, no. Um, I was actually tracking the face-off uh, percentages throughout the game because you know that's what I need to do as an analyst. But um, no, but like um, I, I was looking at the face-off percentages throughout the game, and I'm like, Jesus, the the Sharks are just absolutely getting hammered like uh, in in the, in the face-off dot. And the thing is, this I feel like this is such a recurring theme for the Sharks, though. Like, right, like you know, like they 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 don't win face-offs. They if even if they even when they don't win faceoffs, like you'd think that you know some somebody would like come in and help the centerman off the, um, off the draw, right? But they don't, and you know you you obviously we've had a couple of goals um, against off the faceoff dot, so that's that's still a huge problem for this team, and you know you wonder how this is going to be resolved, really, you know, and. If it's ever if it's going to be resolved by next season, yeah, and, and definitely as we're getting the the comments coming out of the locker room, we're definitely seeing a lot of love coming from um, the team and uh, and Koshinash himself. Uh, you know, Koshinash saying there was definitely a lot of shots out there. I usually like to see a lot of shots because then you don't have time to think. Interesting to, to perspective in there. Uh, he would go on to say, you know, every game I feel more confident. Even Nabby was telling me the same thing. Well, yeah, Nabby, you better tell him he's do- he's doing good. Otherwise, I mean, that would kind of suck uh, to motivate a kid that's just, you know, playing in his eighth game. Yeah, you know, I want to say, I do want to say this. I, like, I feel like, you know, um, 
and I think I tweeted this earlier, you know, earlier today too. Like, I feel like the more shots like Kojinash has faced, the more comfortable he's gotten. Like, I mean, you know, like the more like obviously defensive break- breakdowns are never good, and you want to help your goalie out as much as he can. But I feel like he's he's been more comfortable in net, and you know, like, and we talked about like the battle between. Kojinash and Jones in that and you know Jones obviously not a very good goaltender um, to say the least and you know aside from the first two years but um Kojinash again as we've said he's held his own and you know he's uh, he he's, he just he just looks more comfortable in that so and, and we and we've always talked about the comparison between AHL the level between AHL and NHL and sometimes it can be close, but you know, I think in the sense of goaltending, the speed, the, the quickness of it can be different. You know, I think, I think it can definitely be, you know, something that, that you need to see in person, you know, or to be a part of in in that sense. And I think now that Koshinash is getting more up to NHL speed, you can see it a little bit more. And he's, and considering the amount of pucks he took, I mean, 44 shots on the night f- for Koshinash, uh, he he turned aside 40 of them. Uh, so give him kudos there. But to to take that barrage of 21 in the second period and only let two in, kept the guys in the game, uh, including that last second barrage at the end of the second, Felix. I mean, you know, Couture said tonight, I thought, you know, Koshinash kept us in the game. He was our best player for the majority of the night i wish i could have helped we could have helped him more yeah no um and that goes back to me saying like you know it's nice to see that kojanash is settling in finally but you if you're a goaltender you'd like to see your and your team help your all you know your teammates help help you out more you know defensively and you know it's Again, this this team, like we we talk about it time and time again, they're just not good defensively, and you know they've they've shown us that time and time again with these defensive breakdowns and guys just not you know getting their assignments, and you know when you when you don't have your assignments, well, I mean, this is what happens. Yeah, and and that's the tough part of it all. Uh, another one ninety nine super chat SG. Thank you very much. Can the San Jose Sharks make the playoffs? We will get to that answer in just a bit. Uh, unfortunately, if you are on team playoffs, uh, we're going to have some bad news in a little bit, but it's all but done there. Uh, getting to some of the uh, other comments from the locker room as we approach the third period, you know, uh, Gregor saying, we're two young guys with me and Rudy on the Couture line pretty much against the McKinnon line all night. Uh, there's a lot for us to learn. That's an understatement. <laughs> uh, Bugner with with some comments now. Uh, we weren't very good in the faceoff circle. Yes, we know, Bob. Uh, especially in the second, the fourth goal was more of a coverage issue. And, and honestly, uh, Felix, I, I don't blame Koshinash too, on too many of these goals tonight because the defense did not clear the garbage out of the way in, the, in this sense, like Rantanen or Landeskog, uh, to to clear it out so he can see the puck i mean again like kojanash we again we've said it so many times like kojanash he did his part you know in that it's up to the dude to figure their you know their stuff out and you know like you said they didn't quite do a good job of you know clearing uh, clearing out the garbage clear and clearing those rebounds away you know so that the abs couldn't get to them and it's just Guys, come on! Like, I mean, this you got you got to figure this out, you know. Yeah, uh, Bugner going on for a guy with not much experience. I thought Koshinash battled hard uh, on this night, and uh, you know, and also uh, kudos to uh, Alexander Barabanov. I mean, he gets an assist on the hurdle goal uh, that went off his arm to make it four three. But earlier in the third. Uh, while Nemeth made it 3-1 and then Ranton would make it 4-2 for Colorado, Logan Couture would pick up the rebound and score uh, shorthanded to, to make it 3-2. Uh, Evander Kane had that breakaway and was denied by Devin Dubnik, former Shark goaltender Devin Dubnik. So, you know. Can I just... Sorry, can I just say that Kaner has looked really good at times shorthanded? Like, I mean, 
you look at the number the number of times the Sharks have been shorthanded this year, especially lately. Right. And Kane has just been on it, like intercepting those like point to point passes and just you know and just been on those breakaways. And whether or not he scored, it's a, that's a different story. But I mean, he's just been you know an interception machine at times with those with you know with reading those plays. I don't have the stats on on Kane, but I know he's had a couple of shorthanded chances, let alone goals. Uh, and so kudos to Kane using his speed, using his skill set to do something. You know, uh, and for Evander Kane, that the assist on that Couture shorthanded goal was 500 points for his career. So Evander Kane, congrats to you for a job well That's done. Uh, I know Absolutely. it's been a long Long way to go, uh, and I know it's it's a tough one to swallow as uh, you're on the verge of being eliminated from the playoffs uh, for the second straight year. Uh, but, uh, you know, another guy that we talked about, Barabanov, he got a two-point night, a goal and assist. Uh, Couture saying Barabanov has been good. He has extreme skill. He's done a great job to come from a different team, a different country. He fits in seamlessly, uh, which... That might be an underrated trade uh, going down uh, in the near future for Sue Amela to go get uh, go to Toronto for Barabanov. And Barabanov yeah. with three points now uh, this week, you know, and, uh, you know, even seeing like Denver Doyle saying, you know, Barabanov has already placed Sorensen in my book. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, look, like Sue Amela, like, okay, obviously, like when, when I don't, obviously, I don't watch the, uh, I don't watch um, minor hockey all that much. How um, dare you? Um, um, yeah, and <laughs> um, I mean, hey, we all, we all have our own schedules, but I mean, I mean, look, coming into like when I when I first heard about that trade, like I was like, who? <laughs> you know? Right. And you know, obviously, Sumamala, we know, you know, from from his on ice play, wasn't anything to write home about, and I was like. Okay, well, this Barabanov guy, he's, I mean, obviously he's coming from Toronto, so we'll see how this works, I guess. And then, of course, he comes in and does this, and I'm like, okay, well, shit. I mean, like, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll take this any day and every day, you know, that, that the Sharks play. Like, I mean, he, any season of, like, just absolute... Okay, I'm going to have to swear on here, but an absolute shit show of a season. How dare um, you? <laughs> um just in an absolute you know just an absolute abysmal season um he's been one of the obviously uh, uh, despite how you know just by just being traded to san jose he's been a bright spot obviously you know among just a few others and yeah just I really like this game, and I really if if this is if we keep him, then you know maybe there's some you know maybe there's some things that we can actually savor for the future. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, I so. I mean I, I think a lot of people were saying Doug Wilson had a fairly decent trade deadline uh, with not having a whole lot of assets and using his cap space to get some extra picks. Uh, this one was kind of like the one of the last minute trades where you're swapping a player for a player and you know honestly you know you you're showing up in in the top six you're getting chances on the power play now uh i mean it shows how quickly you got in confidence from the team uh and kudos to him you know absolutely kudos yeah. to him because i think it, it's been a uh success uh for him so far yeah. so uh, and also, I want I do want to add something else too. Like, um, let's not forget that this guy has already had experience elsewhere too. Like, I mean, he he may be a first year here, but I mean, he this isn't his first rodeo at like professional men's hockey. Right. I mean, you you have all all the experience he had from the KHL, uh, yeah. where he was very successful. Uh, so, and of course, it's always an it's always a risk when when you make the the leap uh, across the pond. Uh, so, you know, it, it, kudos to him. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Sharks couldn't get that that tying tally to uh, get it into overtime. But uh, you know, again, this is kind of where I I've always said, Felix, it's like 
if you lose if the, this season with the reset if you lose it's okay if you show me something to to be excited about yeah for the future yeah i mean in barabanov yeah. you're going to have to resign him uh, oh, yeah. but you know i th- i think if you're able to make it happen because i think he's oh, he's shown that he's fit pretty well already for the sharks absolutely like I mean, and like you said, like this is, what do you have to lose at this point? You know, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously we're, the Sharks are, I mean, I, I know that, you know, and I know you're an optimist, Eric, but Jesus, like <laughs> this team is a long shot from the playoffs and I, I'm going to have to pull an ear in here because it's like playoffs, really? <laughs> But no, I mean, if you're if you're gonna like you said, if you're gonna do their whole reset, rebuild, whatever term you want to use, you know, you show me something. Like show me that there is something that we can salvage from this season. Right. You know, anything to come of it, because you're gonna have more than anything, you're gonna have a long look at the prospects you have, whether it's in the Barracuda, whether they've been in college, where they're in junior, if they were able to play in junior because the OHL never got underway this season. Um, You have to wonder where you're going to be at because, I mean, there's open roster spots, you know, and the guys that are not in the lineup, like, you know, John Leonard came back in the lineup tonight. He's Mm -hmm. he's had a rough go. Alex True coming up. Uh, you know, and hold on, and, and I do want to actually on that note, I do want to touch on a tweet that Curtis Pichelka actually tweeted um, um, earlier tonight. Something, and I, I try to see if I can find the tweet, but basically he said, like the any the the young players that are currently in the lineup, some of the young players look like they're far they're far away from being NHL caliber. So I mean that that's an indictment on where the Sharks are at with their youth. If anything, well, and it goes to show you how the organization values their players or overvalues mm-hmm. their players, and whether mm-hmm. or not they're ready to go. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Felix, we all we heard last off season before was like, oh, you know, Shemilevsky, Chakovich, you know, uh, where are you know where are they, you know, right. with it, and um, you know they weren't ready. They were expecting right. to, the youngsters to to make things happen. They didn't show up, and well, we yeah. all know how how last season went down. Absolutely, yeah. And the thing is, like, I mean, to you know, to promise like your obviously you have to promise like your you have to make sure that your prospects are you know are good enough if you're gonna be in this situation. But to promise that and then not follow through on it, that's that's a big yikes. Yeah. You know, that's and you know, and that just. And especially with these contracts that the Sharks have on the books, and we've talked about it as, and, you know, ad nauseum, you know, the Vlasics, the Burns, the Eric Carlson. I mean, Eric, AJ can talk all day about AK-65, but all these contracts, you know, you're going to, you know, these are these are going to be tough to move. And, like, these are, you know, it's going to be tough to just get out of this. And, you know, as we said that, you know, like, Let's say you know DW does like get promoted up or you know just hypothetically even leave the franchise, which I doubt will happen. But let's just say that does happen. Like the next GM's not gonna, I mean, be able to fix this mess and like snap a finger. Like I mean, you know, it's gonna be years for this franchise to recover from this. So to not have guys readily available, you know, for for your future that's um that that's not good yeah no and the thing is is that you know you need to know that's that's the most important thing you need to know uh where you're at and here you are now you've known you've called up all your players i mean they've had like seven or eight players 23 or younger come up here and some of the best ones aren't even with the team yet you know, oh, we yeah. talk about Ozzy Weisblatt being in Prince Albert in the WHL. You know, yep. Thomas Bordalo. I know our Discord loves Bordalo <laughs> yeah. playing in Michigan. Uh, I mean, and, and there's countless others. Uh, Marty T, if you're in here, you remind me who, who advanced to the Clark Cup finals tonight with the Muskegon Lumberjacks. I, I can't think of the name offhand. Um, but, uh, you know, 
now you know, now you need to go after what you can do <laughs> and you're going to have limited space, but mm-hmm. losing, you know, and I hate to say it again, but you losing, you know, your, your secondary scoring along with, uh, some guy named Pavelski, you haven't found the replacements for it. Mm. And, you know, while, while Hurdle, Kane, Couture have had all decent seasons, you need you need the depth scoring, and that's what you're seeing in teams like Colorado tonight. Um, you know, Vegas, uh, Washington, Tampa. Even though Tampa lost in a shootout to Detroit of all people uh, today, you know, thank you, Marty Teal. I'm gonna get this wrong. Daniel Gushkin. Hopefully, I got that right. I don't know, uh, but now you know, and now you need to take the steps to get to where you need to go. Yeah, and also, like, I'm thinking, I, I'm also thinking, though, like, I mean, you know, coming into this, <clears throat> coming into the season, like, I mean, it's, I'll be the first to admit that I was cautious, I was at least cautiously optimistic about the, this team, and naive as that might sound, <laughs> knowing what we do now, um, <laughs> like, this like I, I mean, I, I'm honestly running out of things to like to even talk, you know, right. say about this team. But it's like, it's it's we, like we keep beating that dead horse, and it's like, you know, and as as much of a disappointment as a lot of the games are, I have to agree when you know when even Ian is like, is it really a disappointment? Because like you know, look look at where this team is, and I actually have to agree with them, and. Yeah. Here's the thing, like we said, this is gonna this is gonna last a while. Like I mean, <laughs> get used to this because you know if if you think this is bad, think about what the Edmonton Oilers you know back then had to go through, or even Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, and of course, um, you know at one point the Sharks kind of had like a showing that was similar to that of the Buffalo Sabers, even yeah, you know at some point. Um, um, and within the past couple of games, but like this is this is not good, people. This is not good. No, no. I mean, you, you see some you see some bright spots, but it's been a rough year. And uh, and folks, you know, five games to go, and the Sharks are on the verge of being. I mean, let's be honest they they were eliminated once once the eight game losing streak happened, but. Uh, fish I've been, will yeah, be officially I've been waving. Sorry, I've been waving the white flag for a couple games now. I'm just saying, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and that's that's the frustration of, of it all. You know, honestly, uh, is, is seeing that. Absolutely, you it's... know, because you, you're so accustomed to playoffs, and and now, now honestly, you're you are, if I'm not mistaken, you are one point away from from officially being eliminated. You know. Uh, but uh... yeah, and they, and you know what they they might as well be. I mean, like, and you know, and I'm gonna touch on more who's like Landy, um, whom I know has talked about this too. Like, it it just hasn't been fun to watch, and I know I'm sure you <laughs> you felt that way too. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like the the constant mental mistakes, the the defensive errors, so the 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 delay of game penalties, the 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 lackadaisical line changes at times. It's like this team is not in it, you know, and it's it's like you said, it's, it's frustrating to see. Yeah, no, it it is, and uh, you know the Sharks now. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let's see, with five games to go, yes, with them having a record of twenty twenty six and five. Of course, NHL has their air NHL 500. This officially um, makes the uh, losing season back-to-back losing seasons. Uh, you know, for uh, for first time in in 24 years. And like we said, uh, if St. Louis won today, which you know preview of a <laughs> preview of a wraparound, I know you guys want it. No, they didn't. So St. Louis lost in overtime. They did pick up a point. Yeah. Uh, with five games to go, the Sharks' max would be 55. St. Louis is at 53. So 
the tragic number would be three points for the Sharks. So it could come could come down to Monday night in San Jose, uh, whether or not uh, you know things yeah, happen. I mean, like I said, they might as well have been eliminated like games earlier, and it really wouldn't have mattered too much because. It's just uh, th- this team is bad, and they should feel bad. You were going to get so much in trouble by stealing some of the trademarks of AJ and Hockey Jerk. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you, you know, wink, wink. You got away with one from Shalana. She charges us so many times when we, when we say her uh, favorite thing too many men on the ice. So I'm just, just. Oh, you saying. mean hello, dudes on the. Oh my problem. God! What are you doing? Oh boy. Now we're gonna now we're gonna have to pay <laughs> Shalana more. God. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that that will do it for this game uh, at hand. Uh, Ian, good to see you, bud, in the chat. Thanks for coming in. Tank Commander reporting for duty. Uh, he's ready to go on that one. Yep, and, I, and I'm right there with Ian. I'm right there with Ian. Yeah, and uh, I, I am unfortunately going to have to be right behind you guys. Uh, they, had shown, they had shown that they... It flashes in the pan that they could get through this, and you know, honestly, that yeah, five I mean, homestand just sorry, but like oh, you're good. Sorry to cut you off, but like Ian, like I mean, and I know Ian's talked about this before, but I mean, they've they've shown bits and pieces of it, but I mean, like let's let's face it, we know this team too well for them to actually do the thing, right? I mean, like we, how many teaser goals have we witnessed in Sharks history? <laughs> Uh, too many. It, it's it's on par probably with how many players have scored their first NHL goal against the Sharks. I mean, let's Oof, be honest here. Hey now. <laughs> so, Sharks lose this one four to three. Uh, they are uh, at forty five points. They're clinging on to number six in the West Division. LA is right behind them at forty four. So, uh, so that's where we're at, people. Uh, again, if you know what? You, you, the the twenty four of you watching, you've been giving us fifteen likes. Truly appreciate it. Uh, if anybody, you know what? SG did give us a donation. Let's give you the love of a wraparound. Let, yeah, let's get that. Let, let's get her done. Yeah, and so let's get into all the scores that that happened on this night. Um, Golden Knights are up right now, two nothing on the Desert Dogs. Uh, Mark Stone with his twentieth goal in that one. Uh, Early or midway through the second period in Anaheim, uh, the Ducks lead the Kings one nothing. Uh, Zgrass, you know one one of the guys for the World Juniors, gets his second of the season uh, for Anaheim. There, I hear he's not too shabby. Uh, yeah, I think he might be good, which is not good for the Sharks. <laughs> uh, Calgary down two nothing to the Edmonton Oilers. Take a wild guess who scored the first goal for Edmonton. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I hear that McDavid person is also pretty good for Edmonton. Yeah, he he might be pretty good himself. I believe. Yeah. And, oh, and also, and I by the way, I may be getting more into this later on, but uh, that McDavid person—that's the person you want on your graphic. Yes. <laughs> uh... Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, he has two points on the night, so McDavid's at eighty-six right now. Um. My goodness, can he hit 100? I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Uh, Bruins uh, triple up on the Sabres, 6-2 to two in in that one. Uh, you know, former Sharks prospect Sean Corrales with his third. So you love to see it. Uh, a great goaltending battle in Detroit. Uh, Red Wings win in a shootout, one nothing. Thomas Grice, speaking of former Sharks goaltenders, on an over a 130-minute shutout streak uh, got the victory in this one. Can we also talk about how sick that Forsberg move was? Oh, in the, in the shootout? who was that again? Um, I don't know. Some guy named uh, Verona or something. Uh, Jacob Verona, the one yeah. that, that just recently got moved over there from uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah that was uh, whew, that's, that, that was something. Kiss. Yeah. Indeed. Islanders punched their ticket into the playoffs, winning three nothing. Simeon Varlamov with the shutout for my fantasy team. Yes. Uh, Devils beat the Flyers four to one. I don't know what happened to the Flyers. They seem to have fallen apart, especially after those two games in Buffalo, where they almost lost the lead, 
and came back, <laughs> and then they lost the lead again uh, for that one. Uh, yeah, the Flyers, the Flyers are the, like the Sharks. They're they're bad, and they should feel bad. <laughs> Jari with the shutout for the Pittsburgh Penguins as they beat the Capitals three uh, nothing. Penguins are now in in the playoffs as well. Uh, the Blue Jackets lose to the Carolina Hurricanes two to one in this one in overtime. Who got that game-winning goal? Dougie Hamilton. I, I won't ask you to do the Dougie, Felix. Uh, in, Good, because I have no idea how that <laughs> even do neither, it. Neither do I. Uh, in Montreal, uh, AJ's favorite Ottawa center, Tim Stutzla, with the ninth <laughs> goal uh, to get things going. But another rookie, Cole Caulfield, scores his first NHL goal, and it's an overtime winner as the yeah. Canadians win 3-2. to two. That's uh, sad. You know, uh, and uh, let's see. Continue on. We have um, the Leafs five, Canucks one. Austin, um, <clears throat> excuse me, San Ramon native Austin Matthews with two goals in that one. Uh, Blues losing overtime four to three, uh, despite coming back late, or despite the Minnesota coming back late, they win in overtime. Panthers win five to four. Uh, and in overtime, the Dallas Stars lose to the Nashville Predators one nothing. Another one of AJ's favorites, Eric Holla, with the overtime winner, as that's a big, big victory for Nashville. That gets them to 58, keeping Dallas three points out of the uh, fourth spot in the Central. Indeed, in that one, and that's... Everything caught up as of this moment on a very busy night in the NHL. 30 of the 31 teams. Oh, excuse me. 30 of the 32 teams. Uh, hello, Seattle. Hello, Seattle. You you made your final payment. You are now in. Start negotiating to get Martin Jones or Brent Burns off of our... Uh, Just uh, please don't be like the Vegas Golden Knights, please. I'm not going to quote that because we've all dealt with the Seahawks fans up there. So we'll see. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that gets yeah. you caught up. Right now, the Sharks still are mathematically in it. Like we said, the tragic number is three points out. Uh, let's do the quick tank lottery, and then we will promote a special uh, graphic. I, let's let's get your prognostication, Felix. Where do they move? Do they get the number one pick or no? Oof. Highly unlikely. Um, I don't know. Top based on what based on the simulations that we've done before. I'm going to say top. 10 at the very least top 10 oh okay let's let's this is the first time we did it today this looks promising sharks move up right. six spots to number two buffalo gets the number one spot i think a lot of fans would be happy with that all right that's for sure right. going into I'll next season it. would be really nice you know what's mm -hmm. gonna be really nice though is something yeah. that felix wrote on tealtownusa.com we'll check that Absolutely. out uh we'll, we'll touch on it before we get out of here but the uh the TV deal uh, that now sees ESPN along with Turner Sports jumping on. Uh, what do you think, briefly? What do you think uh, of this deal, and in in how good is it for the NHL? I think it's honestly, I think it's really interesting. Like, I mean, I know that there are obviously all have watched hockey before I have, you know, without pulling up the edge card, but um. The, uh, I mean, this is going to be really interesting. Um, I'd love to see what ESPN does with what does with hockey, especially with how how not serious a lot of people take it. And a lot of people who aren't hockey fans take it. Like, and y'all know I'm I'm a huge proponent of growing the game. I mean, like I've written God knows how many articles on that, but like, I mean. This is, I mean, obviously the the NHL needs the revenue too, right? Yeah. I mean, like they 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 lost, you know, I don't know how what uh, what the financial losses were from COVID and everything, but um, they desperately need this. And so this TV deal, I'm genuinely curious to see how like w like what the viewership numbers will be, and um, you know, um, and especially with like you know channels like T TNT and TBS, which I know are Pri like primarily and uh you know basketball channels like i mean 
Um, I'm really interested in seeing how the scheduling is going to work out, like, and how the two sports are going to compete, you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, because obviously you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of people who, you know, already watch TNT, TBS for for basketball coverage and all that kind of stuff. So, how many people are going to move over to wherever the NHL coverage is going to be, right? Like, so. I'm really, really interested in seeing that, and um, I feel like this is—I mean, if done right, this is a step in the right direction. If the if the ESPN people actually know what the heck they're doing, <laughs> they wouldn't flub, make another flub like they did. And um, you know, if you, if the, for those of you who haven't seen the tweet, um, I don't know, Eric, if you can pull that. Um, if, if you have the or if I can find the I tweet, can, I'll I'll look um, for it really quick. I'm not sure if okay. I'll be able to find it, but keep talking. Sure. Uh, because. But yeah. Go ahead. Um, not like I mean for that tweet, it's like you have basically to to give y'all an idea, like you have Ovechkin, great. He's obviously a marketable superstar in the NHL, and then you have some guy named Andrew Fanks who <laughs> freaking retired. I don't even, I forget when, um, in my research, but, um, like, seriously, like, one Google search gives you Connor McDavid as the current Oilers captain, and you couldn't have figured that, that out from the jersey. Come on, ESPN. I mean, well, you can do better than th- that. This is actually Turner. It's actually Turner for it. Um, let, let, okay. me, let me pull this up and... and... It's a, okay, I need to sit corrected then, but yes, but point still stands. Like, I mean... Really? Like, okay, again, OV, great. But, yeah, really? Like, I mean, McDavid, again, and this is, and here's the thing. Like, I mentioned, um, and for those of y'all who haven't read my article yet, um, check it out on Teal Town USA, among other content that you can um, also check out. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I ranted a bit about, like how you have, you know, obviously if you're into basketball, you, or even if you're not into basketball, I'm sure you've heard the names LeBron James, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady for football, and others. Um, but I mean, like, and I get that these, and Conor McDavid's from a Canadian market, but I mean, still, like, I mean, at least if you do your research, you would know that the Canadian market does have some superstars that you can actually still market. Like, I mean, and... And that's the thing, like, I and as I was, I was, I was um, writing that paragraph, I was just thinking about how much of a niche sport hockey still is, you know, right. like, I mean, and we've talked about it so many times, like, I mean, it's hell, it's more expensive than, mm-hmm. you know, than the other sports that we've mentioned. Yep. And but the thing is, we've, we've still come pretty far, I feel like, I mean, you what? know, like, there's plenty of hockey here in the states i mean otherwise we wouldn't be talking about sharks hockey we're, for for one right yeah we're, so and then the other thing is you look at how far the u.s national development team program um how far that program has gone and how far college hockey has come in the states i mean come on like i mean it's like i i just don't get the you know how people can still pass hockey off as, you know, just, I, I mean, at the same time I can because the NHL absolutely sucks at marketing, <laughs> but I mean, when you look at it beside the NHL, it's actually like not that hard to get into. Like, I mean, it's, it's really not, yeah. but that's just, me. yeah. No, here's the picture. Um, and on there, you know, you see Andrew Ference. He's not even wearing the current Oilers uniform. I, that's my point. And, yeah, and exactly. the, the other thing, too, and I'm seeing if I can pull it up, you know, uh, literally, and I heard this on the Steve Dangle podcast as well, is that they most likely Googled Oilers captain and found and and that's the first picture shown up no not gonna lie that's what it that's what the first picture you see when you search oilers captain is interesting yeah but i mean like i it doesn't take much research guys come on (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say right Um, so but i mean like and another thing i did want to mention um to just kind of cap off my growing the game point is that you look at Austin Matthews, and 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 you mentioned mm. Sandra Ceremony Ramone, of Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Thank yep. you. Yep. Like, 
you know, he it's not he could have easily and Ian's mentioned this before too, like he could have easily, you know, picked up a baseball bat or like thrown a football around or shot hoops. No, he he picked up a freaking hockey stick, so that should mean something, in my opinion. But, you know, it's but anyway, like I I'm really intrigued to see how ESPN, you know, um deals with the hockey coverage and like, you know, um and a, and a lot of it's, it. and a lot of it's going to be streaming with Hulu. You, you yeah. saw that graphic. There's going to be live yeah, streaming yeah. on HBO Max. That's a huge part of where broadcasts yeah. are going. You're yeah. also you the the thing that I kind of don't like is that the final's going to be on cable, and I'm hoping in some form that they find a way to get that on broadcast TV. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know if it's like I I know they have like a special deal TNT TBS. They have like mm-hmm. a boatload of channels they use for when they're covering the NCAA tournament, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they maybe they can get that with like CBS mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Especially in the, I mean, if you're a, if you're a market that's in the mm-hmm. final, mm-hmm. that's I mean I think that'd be critical to it. Yeah, and I think again like to like uh, for your point, like I I I'm I really think it all comes down to scheduling. Like I mean. Because again, you're you're essentially fighting against the NBA for for those spots and for viewership essentially, and you know I mean that and that hasn't really changed. It's just that you're even you're now actually diving into that market. So like you know you you gotta figure out how to how you're gonna um, how you're gonna manage that. Big time because if you have NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, where where are you? Where are you putting the NHL? Are you putting them on yeah. TNT, TBS, or are you right. going to put them on True TV or or some sort of equivalent to the Golf Channel? That's <laughs> that's say, yeah. I mean that's the concern I have uh, yeah. with with this along with ESPN. Are you going to be just on ESPN Plus or are you going to just be on ESPN Two while you have LeBron, you know, on ESPN and that's all you're going to talk about? Right. I hope. There's some form that they can grow this game. Uh, I think it's nice that they have a new partner as opposed to going yeah. to an old one. And it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see who yeah. the fallout all of that because you know, you know, personalities are going to move and new personalities yeah. going to come in. So, yeah, f- yeah. something yeah. something to see down the road. And to be fair, ESPN actually like, and we you know obviously they're known for like their you know for the most part for their ignorance and lack of hockey acknowledgement but they actually do have a decent hockey you know on air talent plus a pretty decent writing staff so i mean you know i can i can see that going places but again they have to manage it well or else it's boy um i don't don't know how they're going to deal with that otherwise well i wouldn't be surprised if wasinski gets a huge bump uh to cover it i I think that's probably coming too i wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. though Steve Levy, Barry Melrose, Linda Cohn, yeah. John Butcher Gross, yeah. all those guys and gals, along with Emily Kaplan, will be a part of a part of the coverage too. But oh yeah, for sure. And another thing, just to sort of cap this <laughs> off, I'm sorry, um, but like, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, I mean, are we are we going to see Bob McKenzie like sort of make any brief appearances on the U.S. side too? Because I know he had some brief appearances for. Um, or some select appearances for uh, uh, NBCSN, right? You know? And especially for the draft day coverage, like I mean, you'd have to get you gotta have some someone knowledgeable about that, right? So I mean, I'm that that's gonna be something that I'd love to, that I want to watch for too. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, Felix, mainly yeah. because ESPN does have a little bit of a share in TSN up in Canada, uh, mm-hmm. so maybe over there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they share Elliot Friedman, uh, maybe on the TNT side. Oh, yeah. We'll be, yeah. I mean, they'll remain to be seen, and that's the curious sure. thing about it. So, right. With that, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube's. Hit that subscribe button. We're so close to 2,300 subscribers, it's not even funny. So tell your friends. Uh, if you want the audio editions, of course, hit us up on the SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. And, of course, like Felix's uh, piece on the t- TV deal, it's always available at TealTownUSA.com.
dot com. Tell a friend, everyone. Tell a friend. Tell whoever you know who loves hockey and loves <laughs> suffering with us with the shark season. Even though we, as much as they we we suffer through them, we do still love them. Um, but um, no, like I mean, we could use all the you know all the viewers we can get. We can use all the fans we can get. And again, I know you know we've talked about this before too. But you know, thanks for just you know listening to all of us you know just ramble about you know uh, the sharks and just going through this with us you know and it's it just everything it all means a lot you know and it all adds up so yep. this is this is why we do this yeah we love it it's a passion i mean we love it so much that you know we want to share the coverage with each and every one of you so absolutely uh felix i i I know you've you've gotten a lot in, but any final thoughts and where the people can find you on the Twitter machine? Yeah, oh gosh, final thoughts, sharks. Oh boy, um, fans, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough ride, y'all. Like I mean, <laughs> like I've I've tweeted this before, but strap in. Like <laughs> the pain's not gonna stop. Unfortunately, we're just gonna have to. You know, we're just gonna have to be in for the ride and hope that things get better. Unfortunately, they're gonna get worse before they get better. But oh boy, it's been uh, it's been tough sledding. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. But um, y'all can find me. I've actually split my content um, between two Twitters now. Um, but if y'all want my sharks content and everything hockey related, I am at Felix Talks Puck. You can see that down below. Or if you're if you're also interested in what I have to say about other stuff or and my upcoming music content, yes, I am an artist and a musician. Um, that is Felix at Felix Child Music. If you want to follow that too. Um, so, but yeah, um, sharks, please get better soon. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, last week I was in Las Vegas. Uh, to see Patrick Marlowe break the record for most games played. Uh, I've been fortunate to find tickets for Monday night. So I will be at the Shark Tank Monday night uh, for Sharks and Avalanche, most likely to see them officially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, hoping to provide a check-in uh, from from the Shark Tank on everything that's happening. Uh, we're still working the parameters of that, indeed. Uh, but somebody will be here tomorrow, or, well, Monday, but for tomorrow, Pucknologist at 7 p.m. with your your three favorites, Jerk, AJ, and Rocket. They'll take you through the week that was oh boy, right. in the Sharks hockey, along with a lot more. Uh, and y'all better enjoy the Pucknologists while it uh, while the season's still uh, in session, because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, he's Felix. I'm Puck Guy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you for Pucknologist tomorrow night at 7 right here on the YouTube channel and following the game on Monday. And until Sunday night and Monday night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you on Sunday night and Monday night.